0: me, Mama, who gave me no way to handle things who made me so sad,
1: Mama, the weeping, Mama, Welcome to
0: Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher.
1: I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo.
0: And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all their ridiculous and hilarious truths.
1: However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we have worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name. And if we do, they will be changed.
0: That being said, let's get into today's topic, parents teaching kids. Now, this should be noted, we're not talking about parents that are dance teachers, that that is, in fact, their jobs. Yes. No, 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 no. no, no. We are talking about the average Joe or Jane Doe who has had a child, maybe numerous children in dance for several years, or sometimes not even at all, and decide that they want to teach their child dance. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. And the first, like, off the bat, I just want to say, training and years of experience. So a lovely trend that I have found over the most recent years, or maybe it's been like this previously and I just have never noticed, studios, s- studios are hiring dance teachers with degrees, like, stu- like dance yeah. teachers that are going to college with dance degrees. Yeah. You know, I... or X amount of years worth of experience, or if it's not, it's someone like, they might let a someone sub that's like grown up through the studio, but they themselves have been trained by people yes. that are educated, and that, certified.
1: Yes, I've seen that, too, as, as well, where, like, yeah, you, they used to go to the studio, and they'll start out as a sub, and then they might come on as full staff, but they've also taken time away to go to college, college, and now they're back in their early 20s. Yes. And talking about working at the studio. Um, but that is something I've noticed as well. You know, I've said this a bunch of times. I was super lucky that I had extremely well-trained um, dance teachers growing up, I'm and prof- and professional performer, so I was very lucky, but there are a lot of studios, including the first one I went to when I was younger, where you have some dance teachers that aren't sometimes the best, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, do, I have seen that I agree that more and more studios now are really looking for people with um, an extensive professional experience or a college degree or yeah. both. Or both, um, and I think that's awesome. And kudos to all these studio owners who are doing that. I really think that it's right. so So it
0: matters. Or in the, and when I say like years of experience, like you get studio owners that like have had studios for thirty plus years. I again, they that anyone that's been in business, I would say anyone that's been in business in the in a dance studio longer than five or ten years. I would say any that five to ten year generation they either probably went to college or they themselves have gone back for training of yes. some kind yes. because you don't stay in business that long without, without growing and innovating and parent that has watched ballet class, you don't have that training and experience. Like, and I just like, as you guys both know, me and Danielle went to school for a dance and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like, they're like, I've literally sat through courses where it talks about like the muscle carriage of, like, or how muscles grow and develop on young dancers. Oh, yeah. And, like, how certain muscles and bones can be altered. Or, like, I took a whole, like, workshop on, like, teaching people how to dance that have spinal, inter- like, spinal um, deformities and diseases. Mm-hmm. So, like, even Which with hunchbacks awesome. yeah. And things we like
1: had to, So, like... Yeah, we had to take multiple semesters of kinesiology, yep. education and dance. I even had an experience today with one of my students, um... We've been doing some soft shoe tap, and I've been introducing it to them, and he was working on a step, and he jammed his knee, and of course, he got, you know, he immediately, like, fell to the floor, and I knew he wasn't, like, being dramatic, because he actually was scared, mm-hmm. but he was able to bend and train his knee from sitting down, so I was like, okay, good, because of course, I was like, oh my god, I, like,
0: this kid's Drop gonna try. You know, I was
1: like, oh my god, I'm in on down pliable, but no, the kid, he was able to bend and train his knee, so I knew that we were good to an extent.
0: Or the fact that you knew to have him bend and straighten his knee. Right. And I told him, and he
1: he was more so. Not that it hurt, but he was more so scared because that had never happened before. And he also plays basketball, and that has never happened before. And I explained to him, and it was, you know, I also have a knee injury, but I explained to him, like, the fact that you can bend and straighten it means you're fine. It's honestly probably just the shock, and it's a little pain because you jammed it. So we're going to walk over to the side of the room. We're going to sit down. I'm going to give you an ice pack, and you're going to just watch the rest of the class. And lo and behold, he was fine at the end of the day. But should I have been someone who just kind of had some dance training at, like, my, like, neighborhood studio growing up and then, like, didn't go to school for it and, like, somehow got the job I have now, I could have injured, actually injured this child Mm -hmm. or turned it into a big ordeal that it actually wasn't.
0: No, that has happened a lot because I've I've been like not, it's always when uh, it's usually like ingrown toenails for tap dancing or point shoes, or like it's usually like some type something funky happens with the toe, and uh, usually it's my parents that blow well out of proportion, and I'm just like nah, they'll be fine like after a day, like yeah, they're not your child's not dying. I understand that's your child, or your baby, but like. And usually I have to go, you're about to accumulate a doctor's bill for no reason. Right. And that the smart ones typically calm down when I say that. But I've had a couple parents that literally like, I took them to the doctor and they basically said this was like, there was no reason to bring them in. And I was like, yeah, I I told you that. I mean, I'm glad you do what you need to do to feel comfortable. So again, a, a parent teaching a child is not, it's just not smart versus years of training. And... I would even go so far to say like there is, even though you might be close to the field of dance or you might be close to the field of the arts, it can still be vastly different because I've had a lot of times, I do get a lot of double like uh, dancers and athletes a lot of the time and athlete injuries are not the same as dance injuries. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're very close and they're very similar, but we, depending on the sport, we use a completely different set of muscles. Yeah. So, like, uh, particularly, like, our ballet modern trained people, we use muscles on our inner thighs. Like, along our inner thighs all the way down to our toes. That is not a muscle that is typically used by a lot of different sports, apparently. Learned that in college. Yeah. That's. But it's just not. Those I, outer muscles are used a lot more. Yeah. So.
1: But it's so interesting, too, because I've actually had this conversation with a couple friends who grew up doing um especially like doing soccer primarily so mm-hmm. i would always think doing soccer primarily you've experienced tight it bands and the pain that no. that can cause yep. and talking with some friends who all grew up doing soccer they're like no or even like my um my boyfriend grew up doing lacrosse and he's like i don't even know what you're like i told him one day i was like yeah my it band's really tight it really hurts he's like what he's like what is that <laughs> yep like what you know i mean he's not an athlete now but it's the point of being like that is a muscle that it's it's the way that we use it in dance that causes it to become very restricted and tight that in a lot of sports doesn't happen.
0: Or just even like I'm, I've done uh, hand tutting, finger tutting, and things like that. So like my joints will pop really, mm. really bad and a lot. And then like my knee will pop. Like just years of stretching and overstretching and things like that. I can pop practically my entire body. Or, like, there was a wild when I was working on Cambrai Back that my breastbone was popping. Mm -hmm. And so that one would be really loud. But, again, I am not aware of these sounds that my body are making. So I popped it one time in front of my mom and she thought I was dying. And I was like, nope, just a part of it. Parents, you don't have that experience to fill in that gap.
1: And so my biggest thing is, like, I have seen this a a couple, a bunch of times before. Not a couple, a bunch of times where parents really want their kids to be the best of the best to succeed or to be Mm -hmm. able to move up to the next level and so just like we talked about when we talked about our in our point two episode about how parents will just like buy them as a gift for christmas or something without the teacher's knowledge i feel like a lot of times parents they have the intention of like i just want my kid to do better or like my kid's the best they can handle it and so they'll like find a youtube video and have their kid learn it or they'll get someone who they know who's actually not really trained but they think they're trained to like teach their kid on the side yes and it's one of those things where it's like okay <clears throat> an so older
0: sibling an older yes high school kid. i've had like, that, that problem before not...
1: like an older an older <clears throat> sibling like oh my sister taught me how to do this and it's like but you're about like but no because i've seen you try to do it and first of all it looks all sorts of out of whack there's no body alignment you don't know where things need to be you're not closing your arms so like let's start from from like square one so you don't get hurt and then at the end of the day it looks good and you're able to like especially with turns able to then do multiple turns because somebody with actual training trained you
0: and this so this makes me think about um something that one of my was it professors or maybe it's someone in the professional? I don't know. I'm I feel old today, so who knows. But they talked about how no this was a this was a studio owner that I was working with. He talked about how it is so he's like I he's like, I am more willing to put to let a less qualified person teach my advanced class than I ever will when it comes to my beginners. Because mm-hmm. once you learn wrong, yeah, it is damn near impossible to unlearn it, or you will spend so much time correcting it that you get behind on other things. And that's the issue that, that's, that's for me, the core issue of having parents that are unknowledgeable or untrained try to teach it. And I think you're right, it comes from a good place, but it's one of those things of like, particularly, I know that this is still an issue that I constantly fight, parents want their child to be the best, and they feel that like flexibility is at the best.
1: Yeah. And so
0: they are forcing their children into, force them down into a split, or, you know, force them into some kind of crazy stretch. Like, for a while I had a group of girls that were trying to force their bodies into doing scorpions. hmm Um, they, like, that is not an easy thing to do. Not to mention, depending on growth hormones, how your body's aging, what physical activities you do, your hips may get locked up to a certain extent. And yeah. may you just may not have that range of motion. And as a dance teacher, I've discovered that through numerous students. I had one student was in a car accident when he was like a little kid. And this was in high school. And so he lost a portion of his range of motion on his left leg. Like he will never like, mm-hmm. I won't, we don't think, we think never. He's like, the doctor was like, I'm leaning towards never, but like anything's possible. Sure. But he will never be able to have a be able to lay 180 in a split because of the way the muscles are aligned in his left leg. And
1: a parent's Don't realize that that is okay. That you don't need to be the most flexible person to be able to do, to be the best artist. And so it's really frustrating as a dance teacher who has had extensive training and is taking their training very seriously and Mm -hmm. has tried, like, I take a lot of pride on like the people I was I trained with in high school and in college and beyond in workshops I've done and everything. I take a lot of pride in that. And so to have someone come in and just be like, I know better because I'm their parent. I know better because I like, you know, my my girlfriend's daughter takes dance and she's a competition dancer. So I'm just gonna have her my teach my kid was on the in side dance yeah. for fifteen years. And, and it's she just never, like it's really like, scary because. Part of what I pride myself on as a teacher is being able to teach healthy, correct technique. So I really do pride myself on as I was able to get that growing up. And it completely changed the way that I look at dance. Mm -hmm. Because I went from a studio who didn't really care about that to a studio that did when I was about 10 years old. And it really did change my outlook. And I've had injuries before and going through those injuries. So for me, like... It's super important to be able to teach that super healthy placement and alignment and all that technique to then be able to dive into like doing those quadruple pirouettes, Mm -hmm. doing, you know, a crazy leap to, you know, being able, being able to do an aerial and then work on the artistry. So to have someone just come in and be like oh, well, like, but, like, so-and-so's daughter is a gymnast, so they're just going to teach her how to do this. It's like, no, you're really injuring the child.
0: Well, and, again, I have, I think I mentioned Karina on the show before where she was just, like, she went to a studio as a child where they forced her down, and she's, like, like, she has torn ligaments. Yeah. So she was, like, I will forever be flexible. She's, like, but when I constantly go in for auditions and things like that, I continuously get yelled at that I don't have strength. And she's just like, I don't have the muscle strength because those muscles have been torn. Right. Or my friend, um, Lamise, a fabulous dancer. She herself, flexibility all day, no muscle strength to go with it. So she can kick to her, you know, all the way up to her ear or past her ear. She can't hold the foot there. She has no muscle control. And she was literally goes, she actually had a, it wasn't her mom, but it was like, an aunt or some adult when she was younger that was just like, it was all about flexibility and no dance teacher is going to ignore the the muscle training. Like that's just not no dance teacher teacher that's worth their salt is going to do that. But a parent will because a parent doesn't understand that dancers are just as strong as some athletes, if not more strong. I mean, and there's,
1: there is, yeah, there is a big pride taken on being, flexible in dance 100 percent. especially ballet dancers especially yes. classical ballet dancers a hundred and ten percent and there are ballet programs out there that if you try to go to as a child and i know this from personal experience One of the things they do is have you stand in first position with your back to the bar and they lift your leg up straight in front and then out to the side to see how high it goes. And if it doesn't reach a certain degree, you're automatically cut. And again, I know this because I've been in that audition room. I've been that kid at the audition. And so yes, did I always want myself to be more flexible? Absolutely. But the thing was, I was at least surrounded by teachers who knew how to help push my flexibility and help push my stretching in a productive positive way because they were trained in different body types in muscles in kinesiology so they knew okay danielle you don't have a flexible flexible back your hips aren't as wide so this is what we can do to help you okay you know Jackie, over here, your body's completely different. You are more mm-hmm. flexible, so this is what we're going to do for you. And it's just like no two bodies are alike, so to just no you, push wait. your kid into it is like you're going to end up with a child who has so many injuries as they get older who probably doesn't get to um, end up. Um, pursuing dance as a lifelong career because they are going to be too riddled with injuries. Well, that was,
0: for me, it's when I, like, I had always, like, taking my training seriously, but it the first time I really realized how serious my training was or, like, how well I was actually trained was moving to the city and started teaching here in the city and seeing dance teachers that were not qualified and the amount of injuries that, like, have occurred because of that. That was yeah. very eye-opening to me, and it was very, it's very shocking. Like, the idea that, like, I'm seeing middle schoolers and elementary school kids in knee braces or ankle braces freaked me out. Like, I I was, like, I'm, like, yeah. I was terrified when I first moved here. And to see that, because I was just, like, there's, you're a child. You should not be doing, you should not be in, the, in, in a knee brace of any kind. Yeah. Um, and even to, so I, I, was working on a show and I had a call with a parent cause I kicked a dancer out of my class cause I found out that she had a torn meniscus. And so I was going through the paperwork talking with, you know, my boss and all of them on the phone at, while I was at this on rehearsal break, life of a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And I got done and all the, like the other dance corps and everything, they were like, wait, does one of your students have a torn meniscus? And I remember one of my friends being like, but like, Is she an old man? She's like, that's an old man running disease. How does she have that? And I go, wrong training because of this. And so they were just very like, and these are all professional dancers that are like doing fabulous things. But like, they were all just literally being like, this is insane. Like for a child to have this, that type of injury. And again, it comes from not having a parent that understands those building blocks. Um, Or a constant thing that we constantly see on the message boards is that, uh, parents want to constantly move their child to a harder level.
1: Yes. When they're not ready. It's and, always, always been a thing.
0: Or it's one of those things that your child may be eight years old, but they didn't start taking dance until they were eight. Versus a six year old that's been taking dance since they were two. Te- oh, let's say six. That's a little young. But let's say, you know, this five year old has been taking dance since they were younger. Or, you know, like uh, a younger child that's been consistently in dance for years on end, will probably excel faster than that child that's that's 8 year olds that just started. Or even if they don't excel at the same, they both still have to learn the basics. So they belong in class together. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same kind of way. I've actually gotten in trouble with this when it comes to turning in lesson plans for dance. I always... My warm-up doesn't really change. I always put a tondu a and a plie warm-up in there. Mm-hmm. And they're always like... Do you always put the same thing? Because me right now as a professional, if I go into a class, we're gonna do tondus and plies. Yeah,
1: same. I always I have a B T City Online, Center yeah. Russian
0: ballet, San Francisco. I have a Every, plie exercise. Everybody's gonna do plies and tondus. Yeah, they're not. It, it don't change. Nope,
1: doesn't matter. <laughs> no matter so how professional that you are, hip hop. We
0: still do it even if we don't do tondus and hip hop. We gonna do plies because you need those knees warm. Yep, because we're bending.
1: It's just done a different way.
0: Right. So there's there's no escaping those building blocks. And a parent don't know that because a parent is only thinking about short-term gratification Mm -hmm. or, like, what's going to look great in pictures or her pictures look really, really great because her knee is to her ear. But you're not looking at the fact that Billie Jean's been in class since she was two. Right. And now she's 16. I expect that from her. Your daughter's been dancing two months, baby girl. She's not going to have that. I
1: I actually, I've always said this and I have no problem saying this. I always worried about... um, The kids, the dancers from Dance Moms, because I would watch it and I would go, these are girls who are at a very young age being pushed in their flexibility with no concept of their body. And the thing is, like, thankfully, some of them were able to walk out with what seems like they're still doing well. Like, Maddie Ziegler seems to be that her dancing is fine. But I don't know. She hooked up
0: with some very good choreographers. She did. She was able to 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 get
1: out, for lack of a better term. She was able to get out and get in a position. But besides her, and I understand that she is the most, you know, she was the one that kind of, like, mom was able to make a name with her. And, like, Yeah. yeah, she's, like, publicly known. But there are so many times I would watch that show and I would and uh, these injuries would occur and I was like these girls are not going to be able to walk by the time they're 30 because of the way that their body is being pushed and I understand the show was edited I understand there are things I didn't see classes I didn't see but the thing is like
0: It's too similar to real life stories and people I've seen. And I've
1: actually worked with, I've worked with a girl who went to that dance studio in Pennsylvania, who was an Abby Lee Miller girl and who was on a couple seasons of dance moms. I have worked with her. She's been a student of mine. She is, and she now lives in California and she works for a lot of Disney and Nickelodeon. stuff. she's a teenager. Um, she's super talented And overall, she is trained very well. But there are things, like, I cast her in a repertoire piece I did one time. And she was one of the youngest people in the piece. And she was 14. It was mostly 16 to 18-year-olds. And I, there are things that we had to go through where I was like, okay, like, like, this, like, you're not, when you're turning, like, you're not all the way up on your releve. That like You're basically turning on a flat foot, Oof. and in the end, like, that's going to cause issues to your ankle and your knee. So we had to start talking about that type of stuff because while she was miles and miles ahead of than a lot of other girls and boys her age, there were also things that I was, like, Thankfully, because she was so mature and miles ahead, we were able to try to fix, yeah. and I could talk to her about, but there were things that needed to be fixed.
0: Which brings me into proper progression, so I start, I very much started that way where I learned dance for, I learned what I needed to learn. I learned choreography for the musical. So I learned what I need to know for the show. And then when I hit college, I was, they were like, you can do this really cool thing that looks great, but you don't know the fundamentals underneath. What's that all about? And I was like, wait, what? And my natural progression, we actually talked about this when we were, I knew it. Um, we, uh, we actually talked about this when we were, um, before we started recording today, about like how when I was in college, I was taught pirouettes. When well, I was taught before then, but like really hunker down on pirouettes right. in college. And we were divided up based on how many turns we could do. And you could not move on to the next pirouette until you had permission. And honestly, I, like I said, I had a teacher that was crazy about turns. So it was very really clearly like, you need to give me like almost half a semester of clean doubles before i'd even think about being like you can attempt triples now yeah because it wouldn't be worth it you know and it's one of those things of a dance again you're paying all this money a dance teacher knows this like a dance teacher knows when a student is ready for the next level. And
1: I get that as a student or as a parent of a student, you'll see your child get frustrated and go, I want to learn it, though. Like, why can't I do it yet? Because I totally was there as a kid during some oh, yeah point. How come everyone else in the class is able to do it and I can't do it yet? Totally was there. And it sucks and it makes you frustrated and it might make you or your child sad. But at the end of the day, it's most likely because that teacher actually does have good proper training and is just trying to make sure that they are learning the basics step by step in that proper progression to get them to be able to do everything they can.
0: And this kind of brings me into the like the big overall point towards the end, but like I'll kind of start touching right now and when it comes to progress too. Parents, you don't see the whole picture. Yeah. You don't see where the class starts at the beginning of the school year or the beginning of the semester or the beginning of the season and where the dance teacher wants them at the middle of the season and where the dance teacher wants them at the end of the season. Yeah. You don't see that. And the teacher has to see that for the entire class as well as every individual student. I had a class once where I was teaching everyone turns, but one of the, for me, one of the core things about teaching turns is momentum. Yes, Because once you learn momentum, it solves a lot of issues with a whole lot of stuff, all kinds of jumps and leaps and what have you. So in the process of teaching momentum, You learn how to turn faster, how to turn slow. To go more turns typically means faster because to stay in time and rhythm to the music. Again, my philosophy here, nor there. I had a parent argue me down because they were like, my son can do just as many pirouettes as everybody else. And I said, technically speaking, you are correct. He doesn't understand his momentum yet. Mm hmm. And I said, he's going to need a little more time before I can push him into the high school class. And she's like, why? He's a really solid eighth grade. And I said, you don't see the whole picture. She argued, she argued, went went over my head, went to my boss. You pulled into a meeting and then finally had to go. Your child is going through puberty and his body is growing. He can't balance right now. He can't balance or he can't figure out momentum because he doesn't know his own strength right now. And she goes, "What?" And I said, "You're not a guy. You—I don't know if it's the same if it's the same for girls, but fundamentally, every day he gets stronger and weaker as his body grows. Right. So right now he doesn't have that figured out. I said, so if I put him in a high school class with a bunch of boys that are on the other side of puberty, or at least in a better spot of puberty, they know how strong they are. So when I ask them for quads, they can fire them out like a rap—you know, like a, right. a rapid fire—because they know how strong they need to push off.
1: And why would you put a kid who's not ready in that class yet. To then just make them feel bad about the well, stuff they can't do it. And those boys
0: were cocky. To be fair, they were really good, so they deserved to be. But those boys were exceptionally cocky at
1: that age. At that age, I don't doubt it.
0: And so I do not want to put an eighth-grade boy who literally. He going through puberty, so some days he's like, I feel like my arms are longer, you know, that lanky, weird, yeah. awkward phase. And I'm seeing that, and I'm going, yes, he's learning really well, but his body has not caught up to... His body and mind are not it's, ready for that harder level you, yet.
1: If you want to be a Ugh. dancer or a teacher or a choreographer in life, as life goes on, or you're a parent of a child and you want your kid to be able to dance all throughout high school, potentially through college, basically whatever they want to do with it, Mm -hmm. your best option is to let that proper progression happen. Let them go level by level. Let them learn things. And you know what? If they do excel very quickly, that is up to the teacher and the director of the program's discretion to move them to the next level. And if they're supposed to be moved, they will be moved. But I'm like – to have a healthy, long career in any yes. of those situations, performing, chore- choreographing, teaching, you have to be able to be trained correctly.
0: Yes. And it it's one of those things that, so uh, Place where Me and Danielle both worked. They were always infamous for someone would be doing the junior shows. So we're talking younger age shows. And they would be yeah. like the lead or principal in the younger shows. And then they'd reach an awkward point where it's like, do we keep them as a lead for the younger shows or do we bump them up to the older shows? But the older shows, they're not quite ready to be a lead in yet. Right. So that means they're going to the ensemble. Are they ready for that? Some kids, they were happy to do their time, you know, jump ship to the older show, do that ensemble time, work, figure out how it works right. with the bigger kids. Great. Other kids would do that jump and then end up in the ensemble and lose their mind.
1: Yeah. There, I actually knew kids who were asked. You know, here, yeah. here are some options. You know, we're not going to tell... But here are some options. You can either be a lead in a show of younger kids, mm-hmm. or you can be the ensemble of a cast of older teenagers. Which do you prefer? And, and you know what? I have to give it up to the to the kids who are honest and who are like, nah, I still want to be a lead, so put me in the show of 10-year-olds. Because it, again... It is different. The whole vibe, the whole learning process, the whole directing and putting a show together process was completely different from being in a show that's a cast of 10 to 13 year olds in a show that's a cast of primarily 16 to 18 year olds.
0: Or the expectation. Like, I, again, yes. one of my college mentors, I loved her. She always says, she's like, Jazz one, we are just learning the basics. Jazz two, we're going to learn closer to industry standard, like what you kind of need to know. Jazz three, good luck, we're going to play. And yeah. dear God, I jazz three was one of the hardest classes I've ever took, or and the most fun, because right. she would literally be like, "So what if we take this? What if we do turn and switch leaps? And right. then you go to the floor, then you pop up and do a triple? Let's see if your body can do." Like we would just play, right. you know. She as a choreographer; would take that liberty, but that's because across again, she was the jazz teacher for all the classes, so she knew if you were if I put you in jazz three, this is where the bar is. I know what you're capable of. Yeah. So. I'm not... I don't need to teach you how to do a pirouette. You know? I don't need to teach you these fundamental things. And again, as the dance teacher, as the choreographer, you can see the entire picture. And you understand... Or even, like, personal stuff. Like, you understand about your students that you as a parent may not get. You know? Like, uh, matter of fact, today, I'm working on a couple lifts with my high school kids. And my boys are being shy and, like, afraid to touch girls. They're ninth graders. It happens. Yeah. And... I, need one, I have one more girl that knows the lifts and can run them with me, but she needs a partner. And I had this one guy volunteer, but it's a height difference. And when you're doing partner work, it's as particularly lifts, height difference matters. And yeah. it's not one you can really... Because he's strong enough. Like with one of the girls, he was, she was like, oh, I'll try it with him. And he did it. Like he's strong enough to do it. But visually, it's awkward and her weight shift and he he accommodated it. But it's just too easy for things to go wrong in such a fast-paced day. Yes. So I, and so today, when I was like, I need one more guy, he's like, I'll do it. I don't have a problem doing it. And I was just like, you're too short, Yeah. But thank you. Like, And I'm and he still practices them, so he can still learn and grow. But it's one of those things of, like, I generally have, like... And he's he understands. Like, I broke it down for him. I You know, I didn't talk about it in front of the whole class to embarrass him or anything like that. Right. But I'm having to look at the whole picture of also... Is a female student going to be comfortable dancing with another guy shorter than him? Is she going to be concerned about him dropping him? Right. Like, I've had to happen when it's, the guy is skinnier and the girl is, think is built the, more.
1: Right. You think through the whole thing.
0: Teachers, we have to do that, you know?
1: It's also the thing of, like, I... The parents out there, the people out there, the parents, the older siblings, aunts, uncles, whoever they are, who are, like... You know, my kid is better than this. I'm going to teach them how to do this or I'll take them to
0: I'll take them to another so-and-so. studio right. if you don't. Right. I'll take Ugh. them to
1: another school if you don't. And then there are things like, "Oh, I'm going to send them to this audition." And you know what? Or I'm <sighs> going to put them or I'm going to yeah. put them in this class cuz this other studio down the street said that they can be in the advanced class. You have to think about the like emotional repercussions of that because if you put a kid in a class that they're not ready for in more advanced class or you have them go on an audition that they're not ready for they are going to feel so defeated so upset with themselves that there are so many other repercussions besides like injuries and lifelong career yeah when you put when you put a kid in a position of like well, I know better, and I'm not even talking to the kid because I just know better. So here, go into this advanced class with all of these older ki- advanced kids. When that kid's like, I actually don't know what I'm doing.
0: And it's well, because it makes me think of like, I love, I love and hate taking class right at the beginning of the year, or like right when the summer is out, or like right when I know there's a giant competition going on, because I you. I am taking dance unless I'm being lazy. It happens. I'm taking dance at a level that a high school kid should not be in the same class
1: as right. me. Right. You is, shouldn't rule a thumb. This has happened to Tony and I where we like don't have a pay couple times now. We don't go to competitions, but we'll show up to like studios, major studios in the city, and we'll be like, "Why are there all these kids here?" And we'll be like, "Oh, it's definitely a convention weekend." L-
0: or literally, I mean, like we get. I was like, "Why are there so many kids?" Let me check my phone. Uh, somebody's in convention in Jersey. They're all and here. Sometimes that's why.
1: they'll do things in the city where studios will sign up yeah. all of their kids to go take classes together at like Broadway Dance Center or Steps or somewhere like Happen that. Daily too. And then they'll and then they'll put them in these more advanced classes and where it's
0: those choreographers.
1: Call it's call College students or mostly professional adults who are there to or, dance.
0: Well, they, you, the thing of it is, like, if you take dance class between 8 a.m. and, like, 3 p.m., especially Monday through Friday, there are no children in those classes. Those yeah. are professionals. Those yeah. are people like me that's like, I don't have to work today or I got an audition. I got out of an audition. I'm going to go take class. Yeah. Average Joe Schmo is not taking class during the middle of the day like that. Trust me, that's why it's some of my favorite time to take class, because you don't have kids. So, the caliber of class is, notice, that's why certain advanced classes are taught during the day, and not at nighttime.
1: Yes, it is Um, actually true. Major city studios, you will look, the majority of the advanced classes are are taught during the day. day, Which sucks for someone like me, but...
0: Right. Um, Sometimes I get lucky when I'm like, I'm off work, I'm going to take class. Yeah. Um, But, it's one of those things of like... Those teachers are going to teach that class through the caliber of which they signed up because they know people are paying for that caliber. If I'm taking an advanced intermediate, I'm taking an advanced intermediate. Intermediate, Or if, if if we're saying intermediate, it's an intermediate level. I don't want anything less than that. So I we've been in class where literally they're like, you need to get out of the middle.
1: I was just going to say, <laughs> or I've been in a class before where it was like, I don't know, maybe it was over the summer. So there's like a bunch of kids from a studio in, you know, they'll do that too, like, sometimes smaller studios if they have the money they'll like bring a couple of their kids to new york city to take classes and i've actually been in a class before where the teacher's been like um where are you all from how old are you (laughs) and and it's usually girls and the girls are usually like i'm 13 or whatever and the teacher's been like so if you're gonna the teacher's like i'm not gonna kick you out of this class because you've paid for it but you're gonna stand in the back and and they're like you need to keep up, and you need to, like, try to keep up, because, like, this is an, ad- an, uh, an advanced or intermediate advanced class, or whatever it is basically, like, the professional class, and they're, like, you signed up for it, so I'm not going to kick you out, but, like, basically being, like, you should not be in here.
0: Or there was one class where, literally, like, we were all kind of, like, entering the room, about to the warm-up, and I remember the teacher, like, plugged in her phone to the speaker, and she looked up, and she went over to this group of girls being, like, are y'all sure y'all want to take this class? yeah. And they were kind of like, "What?" And she goes, "It's gonna be a hard class for you guys. Don't stand in the front." And like, she took up, yeah. like, a, you know. And we class is hard. One of the girls sh- could not keep up. She straight up like stood to the side for most of the class. Yeah, I think. There and was, like, like learned in the back. Hit.
1: Yeah, but, which like, is she like good, good for up. you. Good for you to like being like. Smart I, enough I, for Yeah, smart enough to be able to do that. But it is one of those things of like. Different studios, different cities are gonna have different levels. Look into them, and again, uh, you no. don't look good by forcing your students or your child to Using go into advanced plans. That's too advanced. You don't look good by doing that, and then they can't keep up. I don't even like it's. I'm
0: literally starting to take a lot of blame off of other teachers and putting a lot of it on parents.
1: It is mostly parents
0: because I I'm agree. just. It's a lot. Of, a lot of parents are again. We are living in an age where dance is very, very visible on social media and on television. And I appreciate that because the the support for dance worldwide, again, it's why I'm employed now because everyone wants yeah. to, you know, wants to learn, but, or wants to dance. But it's one of those things of like, you cannot negate those beginning steps or you, again, you have to understand when love for your child does not give you qualifications on their education. Mm-hmm. And I say that across the board. And again, I am no one's parent. Maybe you feel differently, but from talking to parents that are both teachers and talking to both children or adults that I think have been successful, they said, because my my parents, if they didn't know something, they sent me to someone that did. Yeah. And that is how I feel. Because like, let's be honest, studios can get very expensive. Some of these dance programs and uh, summer intensive can be extremely expensive. So if you wouldn't dare fork over, a hundred, some of you are, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then don't trust your studio owners or teachers, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. If your teacher says your child's not ready for point shoes, don't get them point shoes. Because literally, you're basically shelling out $600 for this, you know, a year, sometimes more, for this dance teacher to, to do all these amazing things. And then now you're about to be in a battle with your studio because you got them point shoes. Yeah. Or you're about to be in a battle with your studio to where you're like, I'm quitting because your competitor can do this. If a competitor says they can do that, odds are they're lying or they're setting your child up for injury. Yeah. So I, I say it's like anything else. Do your research. Understand that your love for your child should not supersede common sense when it comes to a dance dancing. Because again. We keep saying injury, but like guys, you can seriously hurt yourselves doing some of these things, and we yes. don't, no one wants that for you or your child. So I just say, be smart. You're not a dance teacher, like you work in an office all day. Don't be dumb.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like we never don't do. You know, we're not doing this to shame anyone, but just as a and as an i thing of like, there are reasons why people are professionals, and you should trust them.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. That being said, let's move right along to, I'm sorry,
1: what did you just say?
0: And, uh, for, I don't want to go first this week. It's all you.
1: <laughs> okay, so part of the reason why we thought about this topic as well is I had an inc- incident in one of my classes last week, and we were trying to think about what, what do, we want to, um, what do we want to talk about this week? What have we not done in a while? And what do we think is important?
0: And I was yeah. like, you know,
1: I really do think it's important that we talk about kind of like the parents and the studios and the teachers, but mostly it's parents or family members who push their kids to certain levels and moves that they aren't ready for. Or like when kids are like, I know how to do that. And I'm like, well, you don't. So what happened was um, with a group of my elite uh, third graders were really – focusing on pirouettes right now and we've you know we've obviously done passe and releve we've talked about spotting we've done that whole shebang and I told them you know like everyone's going to learn at a different level right now and some people are innately turners and some people are not I'm not an innately turner I never was but if I see that there's someone is I might start pushing them First, before I push someone else. So we Mm -hmm. had this whole conversation. Of course, some of the girls still got upset, but we were able to finally get past that. But I had this one girl who was like, oh, I know how to do how to do pirouettes. And I was like, no, so, like, you don't, though. Because I had seen her, like, fool around with them before doing improv and stuff. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, my older sister, like, she taught me how to do pirouettes. Like, my mom says, like, I'm so good. Like, I know how to do pirouettes. And no, I had to keep being no, no, like, no, no. so, no, we're going to start with. And I had all the girls start with just prepping passe releves across the floor and being able to actually hold it. And then, you know, we went into singles, and then I actually have, like, two girls starting to work on doubles now. Most of them are still working on singles. And again, it's like, no, but I know how to do it. Like, no, 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 no. Like, she kept just being like, my sister taught me. My mom says I know how to do it. And it was really hard to be like, but you aren't doing it. Like, you're falling out of your turns. Your arms aren't correct. So, you don't know how to do a turn. So, let me please help you Mm -hmm. learn how to do a turn. And then you'll be able to get to doubles in no time. And it took a while of this, like, back and forth with this, like, nine-year-old girl of her being like, no, but somebody already taught me. And I was like, but, like, they're wrong.
0: To unlearn. It takes so much time to unlearn.
1: Yeah. So... That's my, ugh, I'm sorry, what?
0: This one, this one is, I I, I love dance, but. So this one comes from Rhonda F. And she goes, today's message, she's a studio owner and dance teacher. Um, She received this message from a parent. I realize you claim your registration is currently closed, but my nine-year-old daughter should be uh, should be an exception. She's a superior dancer with excellent training and picks up very quickly. I'm sure she would be an asset to your studio. If you do not accept her, then we will go to your competitor and they will benefit from accepting her mid-season. Okay. So you've been warned.
1: Oh, uh, so... You're definitely not coming to my studio now because you're being aggressive and you're threatening me and I don't know who you are. You want to go to my competitor? Go to my competitor. You can be their headache.
0: Uh, Clearly she passed on this person. But But I also love, like... be someone
1: else's headache. I
0: also love the, like... She says it. It's mid-season, first of all. So, like... Because they're a competition studio. Mid-season. But also, you've been warned... Wait, why why are you threatening me right, to accept your I'm child? Saying, like
1: you've been to what so what this message is telling me is that you're a wild stage you're parent. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> you're a stage parent. You're someone that I'm not gonna wanna work with. So you know what? I no matter how good your daughter is, I don't want you because you sound like a nightmare just from this message.
0: Wait, like and that's the thing that just like makes me go, I love dance, but like a super talented child can be held back by a crazy parent.
1: Oh, don't even get me started with the stories I, I know. have. So
0: maybe that's the episode. I have a I lot of so. crazy stories of being like, your mom's crazy, so I don't want. I like to tell kids like, I don't want to work with your mom. There's like, but like, what? No, I, I don't want to oh, work with your mom. I've, like, oh, I've I've
1: known I've known kids from when I was growing up and currently mm-hmm. from kids I teach that have either not gotten booked on a Broadway show or a movie yep. or have gotten fired due to their parents. So I am chock full of stories.
0: Mm, I smell an episode coming. Yes. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode, but we hope that you will join us next week.
1: And every week after that.
0: We want to say a special thank you to our listeners.
1: Our numbers keep growing, and that's all thanks to you.
0: Episodes come out every Tuesday.
1: You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music.
0: Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.
1: iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music are perfect places to do that.
0: You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at PointPYT.
1: You can email us at P-Y-T-N-Y-C-29 at gmail.com.
0: I'm your co-host, Tony Williams
1: II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo.
0: See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of a NYC dance teacher.
1: Mama, oh,